Welcome to Living Life for June 12. Today's discussion is Let God Be God. We're going to be looking at a very important topic, and that's the topic of punishment. And we live in a day and age today where we've kind of watered down the punishment.、Uh, we live in a society where we don't want to punish people. We live in a society where we don't like consequences. We're very politically correct, we're sensitive, everybody's a victim. We want to give everybody a free pass. But the fact of the matter is, in the real world, in real life, there is punishment, there is consequences. And in today's story, we're going to read how Jeremiah literally gets before God and he begs God not to punish the people of God. And God literally tells Jeremiah, No, I'm not going to stop. I need to punish the people. There needs to be punishment. So, today we're going to be discussing this hot topic of punishment. Is punishment biblical? Is it something that we believe in? Is it a principle that we should practice? What does it mean? So, before we get into that discussion, let's look at the scripture. Today we are in Jeremiah 14. So, let's look at the text. Jeremiah chapter 14, verses 1 through 12. This is the word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah concerning the drought. Judah mourns, her cities languish. They wail for the land, and a cry goes up from Jerusalem. The nobles send their servants for water. They go to the cisterns, but find no water. They return with their jars unfilled. Dismayed and despairing, they cover their heads. The ground is cracked because there is no rain in the land. The farmers are dismayed and covered their heads. Even the doe in the fields deserts her newborn fawn because there is no grass. Wild donkeys stand on the barren heights and pant like jackals. Their eyes fail for lack of food. Although our sins testify against us, do something, Lord, for the sake of your name, for we have often rebelled. We have sinned against you. You who are the hope of Israel, Its savior in times of distress. Why are you like a stranger in the land, like a traveler who stays only a night? Why are you like a man taken by surprise, like a warrior powerless to save? You are among us, Lord, and we bear your name. Do not forsake us. This is what the Lord says about this people. They greatly love to wander, they do not restrain their feet, so the Lord does not accept them. He will now remember their wickedness and punish them for their sins. Then the Lord said to me, Do not pray for the well being of this people. Although they fast, I will not listen to their cry. Though they offer burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Instead, I will destroy them with the sword, famine, and plague. You know, today we're going to have a very sobering discussion about the word punishment. Is punishment biblical? Is it in the Bible? Yes, it is. It goes back to the book of Genesis in the Garden of Eden.、Uh, God gave Adam and Eve a choice. You know,、uh, they could eat of the 
tree of life, but they couldn't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And they chose to eat from the forbidden tree. And there was punishment. They were expelled from the garden. Uh, the flood. God punished the world, but he saved one family, Noah. That was God's grace. Uh, the Tower of Babel. They wanted to reach up into heaven, and God punished them. And he multiplied the languages. Um, Sodom and Gomorrah. He punished these two towns, even though Abraham was looking for a handful of righteous people. So all through the Bible in the Old Testament, there is punishment. There are consequences. And in today's story, uh, the story of Jeremiah and the people of God and what they were going through in the time of Jeremiah, God had allowed punishment to run its course. Now, up until this point, throughout Jeremiah's ministry, Jeremiah was told by God that there was still time for the people to repent. When Jeremiah was preaching and prophesying, he was warning the people to change from their wicked ways and to turn back to God. So God did give them grace, but the people did not repent. The people did not turn away from their wicked ways. God gave them an ultimatum. God gave them an exit. God gave them a choice, and they did not take it. So then God allowed the punishment and the consequences to run its course. And the way it ran its course in the scripture we went over today is that there was a drought. There was a terrible drought in the land, and this was a punishment from God. In Jeremiah, it said that the ground was so dry that it was cracked, okay? There was no water where even the rich people, the noble people, would send their servants out into the cisterns to draw water from the well, and there was no water. The does in the field would leave their babies, uh, their baby deer in the field because there was no water. The donkeys were panting like jackals. The animals in the barns were dying of thirst. There was a terrible, terrible drought going on in the land. And that drought, that physical drought, has a spiritual representation. Okay, That natural drought was representing that there was a spiritual drought. When Jesus came, he said, out of your beddies will flow living waters. Okay, So Jesus talked about this living water that he could provide. Well, the people, they didn't have that. They didn't have that spirit of the Lord in them because they rejected it. They didn't have the physical water. So this drought was God's punishment to the people. And what happened in the story today is that the drought was so bad that Jeremiah literally begged God. He said, God, please stop punishing the people. This is really bad. This is very painful. This is very hard. The consequences are too difficult. God, please stop. So you would think that this man of God, this prophet, this Jeremiah, getting on his knees and begging God for mercy to stop the punishment, when you read the scripture uh, with us today, you said it doesn't matter if they fast. It doesn't matter if they pray. It doesn't matter what they do. God said, I will not stop this punishment. And that's where a lot of people become critical of God. A lot of the atheists or the non-believers 
or the people that haven't really read the Bible and understand the Bible, they will say that the God of the Bible is too harsh, that the God of the Bible is mean, that the God of the Bible doesn't have grace and mercy, but he does. You know, to punish, right, is a good thing. In our society, if somebody breaks the law and they're punished, that's punitive. We find them. They have to pay a big ticket so they won't do it again. You know, when God cleansed the earth through the flood, when he punished us, it was to cleanse the earth so we wouldn't do it again. When they built the Tower of Babel and he punished them with different languages, he confused them. That punishment was so they wouldn't do it again. When God expelled Adam and Eve from the garden, is so they wouldn't do it again. So for me, my understanding, God allowing the punishment, God allowing the consequences, it's punitive, it's so we won't do it again. So I do see God's mercy, I do see God's grace, and there's a lot of folks that would love to water down the gospel, there's a lot of folks that love to water down the Bible, you know, about people going to hell and consequences to sin, we can't. We cannot water down God's word. And Jeremiah begged and begged. And uh, that's why this, um, you know, discussion today was entitled, We Have to Let God Be God. You know, sometimes things happen in our lives, consequences to things that we do, decisions and choices that we make. And we have to let God be God. We have to let God do what he's going to do and run its course, and sometimes punishment and consequences are a part of it. So let's close. You know, as we close in prayer today, I, I really feel from the Lord that I have a word, a word for our viewers, our listeners here today about this topic of punishment. And sometimes you and I, because we love people, you know, we try to stop the punishment. We try to stop the consequences. You know, some people will call it codependency. When people in our lives, people that we love, in our community, in our church, in our family, when they make wrong choices and wrong decisions and there's consequences to their behavior, we try to step in and rescue and stop and help them, you know. And what we need to do is we need to step back and we need to let God be God. We need to let God do what he's going to do. And sometimes it is painful. And sometimes there is consequences for the people we love. So I think that's a word for someone here today. So let's go ahead and pray and ask Lord for just courage and strength so we can, um, you know, stand back and let God do his work. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father God, we need your strength. We need your, your grace. We need your courage, Lord God, to step back and allow you to be God, to let God be God. And Father God, we know that you're a work all around us. And sometimes there are consequences and punishment in the lives of people, people that we love. And we know that it's part of your plan. So Father God, uh, we just give you permission it, it's your will, not our will, to do what you need to do in our lives, in the lives of people we love, in our society, in our nation. That's our prayer today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
for a single soul Reaching further and stepping in closer CGM